Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's guest is Michelle Stevens. Michelle, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Can you share a little bit about what you do, please? Yeah, absolutely. I am a personal trainer, a clinical exercise physiologist, and a lifestyle coach over at My Body, My Queen, where I teach ambitious women how to add movement and self-care and stress relief with a little bit of intuition as well into their day in into their week in sustainable ways. Mm, so busy. Yes. 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 How did you get into this kind of work? Uh, well, I, I grew up around network marketing as a kid. And so entrepreneurship was always something that I was exposed to. But I saw someone that I went to school with who went on and started her own online business. And it opened up this whole new world for me of learning about the online business space and all of the other entrepreneurs that were there. And so I always considered myself someone who would be helping other people. I just always thought that it was going to be in a clinical world as a diabetes educator. But it turns out that because I chose exercise science over nursing or being a registered dietitian, actually have to blaze my own path a little bit more. So Mm. it's all coming together now, which is really cool to see. Yeah. So what was that like growing up being around that kind of idea of a lifestyle around entrepreneurship? Because for myself, I didn't kind of, I wasn't really exposed to it till I was about 21 or so. And then I was just obsessed with it. And, you know, it it became my everything and, and led me to where I am today. But I certainly didn't grow up around um, around it or seeing, you know, you talked about different businesses that you were exposed to at the time. So was that people in your family or family friends that you saw that through? Yeah, my mom had gotten involved with a um, major network marketing company mm-hmm. back when I was in second grade. And so at the time, I was already type 1 diabetic at that point. I was diagnosed when I was five. And so health was obviously very important and nutrition was very important. And um, this company just put it all together. It was another level of that. And I still pictured myself doing a traditional career, but the difference was that I grew up listening to uh, Jim Rohn, like Mm -hmm. personal development type stuff and reading self-help books and everything, even when I was in high school. Uh, So that was the big difference. But I do think it did create a little bit of a friction point when I got to traditional work because I was still always thinking about running my own business and speaking on stage and being able to have more freedom. That was was always a thought that was in... Even when I was sitting in my cubicle, I was thinking about that sort of thing. So how did that go, that adjustment you would have had to make to your mindset in knowing that you'd put all this time and, and effort and money into educating yourself in a certain way and seeing how people had made you know money and built these businesses 
through the other way, the non-traditional route, and then going into, you know, a, a typical kind of career and having to abide by the rules a little bit. How did you go with that? It's a little tough. Um, yeah. I have learned that through doing personality tests and everything, I've I've learned that I'm a lot more free spirited than I originally would have thought. You know, I I was very much a rule follower, and I think type one diabetes taught me to be that to do things in a structured way and be a bit perfectionistic about things. But in in my heart of hearts, I'm actually more free spirited, and. It is interesting to see because when you're in the entrepreneurship space, you're very growth-minded and improvement-minded about things. And that doesn't always line up with corporate culture. (laughs) But being in the States, I've always thought about... It's interesting because we do have to have um, health insurance and previously, that wasn't something I would have been able to do on my own as a type 1 diabetic. So that shaped a lot of my choices just to think, I'm going to be in a traditional role no matter what. Mm-hmm. So time will tell how that all works out. But right now, I'm pursuing my business on the side and yeah. still working a traditional role in academia. Yeah. So it does take a lot of energy management, that is for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So what are some of the tools or ways that you do manage your time and your energy effectively? Well, I've learned to really focus on spoon theory, which that was huge to learn about. And it's it's this concept that every morning we wake up with a certain amount of energy. Mm-hmm. And for those of us who have, and, and that is uh, symbolized with spoons. You know, so you can imagine that you actually have a handful of spoons that that wake up next to you in the morning. And every morning it's a different amount. And when you have chronic illness, there are more spoons that are taken away for just the day-to-day tasks. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a flare-up on top of it, more spoons go away faster, essentially. And so learning about spoon theory has been huge for helping me mm-hmm. manage my energy. On a day-to-day aspect, I get to realize, okay, is today a a low, a medium, or a high day? And it may change throughout the day. And then it it builds awareness. And so over time, I've noticed different trends of how my energy changes based on my hormone cycle, even based on the moon cycle. Yeah. How are things going with my blood sugars at the time? And I've learned to make adjustments and plan ahead as much as I possibly can, you know? And so it's balancing my calendar and making sure that I don't have too much, too many late nights that might affect my immune system. Mm-hmm. And then just also noticing the patterns of like when I might have a little bit more energy and might be able to plan a little bit more, but knowing that plans may change and I need to adapt. Yeah, sure. So what do you do to kind of take care of yourself and have that downtime. I know a lot of people have to schedule it in, otherwise they won't do it. So do you kind of schedule in downtime? And when you do, what do you do to have a bit of fun and and look after yourself? The concept of downtime has definitely changed with the pandemic, right? Because we can't go out and recharge. Yeah. For me, being an extrovert, going out does have a little bit of a recharge but I just have to make sure I don't overdo it. But when it's not pandemic times, 
or when it is pandemic times, it just means being at home in a different way. And so I've become a cat mom. And so hanging out with my cats on the couch is recharging. Reading a book is recharging. I always make sure that I'm getting like one relaxing, luxurious bath a week to help me recharge because then I just like picture all of the worries going down the drain at the end. But it's kind of thinking about things as, have I done this recently? Have I done X, Y, and Z this week? And if I haven't, then then it's time to take care of it. Not so much thinking about doing the same thing every day, but on a weekly basis, have I done the things I need to, to recharge? Have I had spiritual time or self-care time or just nothing time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you been through burnout yourself? Yes, definitely. In 2014, I had a near-death experience that was a huge wake-up call for me. And I had gone on I had gone on a um, food-based detox diet and I had been trying so hard to live up to the image of what a personal trainer was that I was just really trying everything I could to lose weight. And so I tried this thing and I thought, you know, it's, it's real food. It should be fine. And I Mm. took the couple of weeks to get all the exotic ingredients that I needed for it. But changing my diet like that was too drastic, drastic of a change. Mm -hmm. And it pulled up an underlying condition that got misdiagnosed. And about a month and a half after that, there had been stuff going on in my body. And I ended up having a three-day coma and being found 24 hours into that. And um, I was in the hospital for nine days. And I woke up to find out that I had diabetic ketoacidosis, pneumonia, heart failure, Um, And this infection that had taken over my body. And it took three months of antibiotics to recover from that and completely changing how I operated. All of the things that would typically have been healthy were too much for my system. And I actually needed to eat processed food at that Mm -hmm. time to recover, (laughs) which was strange. But it was the start of me realizing I had to do things differently. And, and just listen to what my body needed at that time. And so I had, I had burned out from trying to be healthy, from starting and stopping different diets or different fitness plans. And it taught me to take a much more gentle approach. And so mm. it's been about seven years at this point of learning and making those adjustments for my own body. And so it's been... There's no finish line for burnout recovery. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been a process and it's just yeah. a lot about learning about what it is that my particular body needs at that time. Mm. So you, you obviously had some pretty high expectations of yourself and an ideal image that you thought you needed to live up to to in order to be, you know, XYZ personal trainer and and all of the things that you were trying to be. So Again, there's a lot of mindset work that needs to to change mm-hmm. there. So how did you go? Obviously, you were you were recovering as well physically from, you know, 
burning yourself out and being quite unwell, but how did you then, I guess, give yourself permission to take a step back and say, hey, there's a better way to do this? Yeah, it's it's definitely permission giving. It, it's doing that all the time and being gentle yeah. with myself. And um, in the past year and a half, it, it's been learning this concept of, of reparenting myself as well, of treating myself as I would. Well, I was working on this for a while, but treating yourself like you would a child. The physical stuff is a bit easier to say, okay, I need a certain amount of sleep every night. This is going to be my bedtime. But but the mindset behind that of just learn learning to do boundaries has been the biggest part of that, of yeah. knowing, listening to myself and my intuition, of understanding my boundaries and learning along the way. If something goes off, if it starts to look like I'm going into burnout, it's learning those cues and learning how to bring them back from where they're at. And so it's been a lot of growth. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. What are some of the first things that you notice when you feel like you're slipping back into burnout? It shows up in my blood sugars first. So there's, there's everyday stress that happens, but when it starts to get chronic or elevated, it shows up in the blood sugars Mm -hmm. and um, all of our bodies, whether we're whether we're diabetic or not, show some sign of being resistant to insulin. Stress makes it harder for our body to utilize insulin during that time. And because my pancreas doesn't do that for me, I see it in the blood sugars. And it means that I need more insulin to do, to go through day-to-day life, to cover the same exact meal that I would have had the week before or something like that. Yeah. So I notice my blood sugars going up. The, the tiredness, not not wanting to do things, the sluggishness is definitely a cue. When I, I heard this on one of the previous episodes as well, but my asthma starts to flare as well. When I start to notice the cough coming on, that's a big part of it as well. Or yeah. headaches. The body is trying to talk to us all the time and it's Absolutely. trying to send us signals. And so it's up to us to listen to that. and. If we listen to it soon enough, it's actually like really easy to take care of. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So what are you most excited about in your life right now, Michelle? It's, I'm excited to see where things are going with my business, quite honestly. Mm. I'm oddly thankful for, there's been gifts that have come out of the pandemic. And yeah. um, part of that is being able to be a little bit more drawn in and have creative time. And seeing where that goes, and and that's been that's been really great. Um, I'm excited to see a little bit more socializing happening. I, I hope we can do it, but there have even been like some practices that have. There's a group of us. Every new moon, we meet over Zoom, and I so hope that we continue that ritual and keep that up. Mm. So I'm I'm excited to see how life is going to look like once we get through this major phase of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. And I hope it's for the better. Yeah, absolutely. So does anything keep you up at night, good or bad? The moon. 
whenever whenever it's a full moon, I I know I wake up at four a.m. like two to three days before a full moon. That'll keep me up. Occasionally, creative ideas wake me up, and I'm naturally a night owl. But I have to give myself a bedtime because of that burnout aspect, and I have to make sure that I turn off the TV, that I wind down, that I do my bedtime routine. Otherwise, I'll I'll be like a rebellious little kid and yeah, <laughs> try and stay up too late. Yep. So, what's something you've done that you're most proud of? Most proud of is that I I keep going and I keep. I know when to pause now, which is yeah, important. It is. So I can keep going in the long term, but I I believe that I survived that near death experience for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I believe there's a reason that I'm here. And I've kept listening to that because it certainly has not been linear at all. The recovery aspect of it, the way mm-hmm. that businesses looked, there was a lot of times where I could have stopped, but I, I just felt like there was something deeper and there was something that was there. Mm-hmm. And um, the business aspects have had... a have fostered a lot of a lot of personal growth for me of meeting other really cool entrepreneurs that are doing cool things that are helping me live in different ways than my coworkers at my traditional job or or my local friends so yeah i'm just really proud that i keep listening to that yeah that's awesome so finally what's one piece of advice you'd share with someone listening today who's nearing burnout themselves if you're nearing burnout or even if you're in it because this pandemic has been so tough on all of us in mm-hmm. in different ways so remember that every single win is still a win give yourself credit for the things that you do well for yourself for the ways that you take care of yourself so if you're breaking a pattern i, I look at it as changing momentum when we're in burnout recovery and, and like people pleasing can be part of that and boundaries can be part of that. So take, for example, if you say yes to a lot of things for other people, but not necessarily yes for taking care of yourself, saying no or rescheduling with somebody so you can take care of yourself is a win. You don't have to clear your whole calendar. You don't have to completely shut out the world, but but every little point where you choose yourself is is still important. So yeah. Remember that. Celebrate the wins, the ways that you are are growing and all of that. Yeah, great advice. Michelle, thank you so much for your time today and for being on the Burnout Show. Thank you. This has been lovely. Take care. You too. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Michelle Stevens. If you are looking for some support with managing or avoiding burnout, the Breaking Up With Burnout mini course is available now. You'll get access to three modules that cover life, work and burnout, which you can move through at your own pace. Head to the link in our show notes to find out more or go to theburnoutclub.com slash breakingupwithburnout. Thanks for listening today and I'll chat to you very soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.